Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Since launching in 2000, the Michael J. Fox Foundation has funded more than $800 million in Parkinson's medical research programs. They've moved the field to the cusp of better treatments as well as ways to slow or stop Parkinson's progression and to prevent the disease altogether. The foundation deliberately holds no endowment. Instead, it chooses to get funding into researchers' hands as quickly as possible. Learn about all of this and find out how to get involved at www.michaeljfox.org. That's www.michaeljfox.org. I'm Alan Alda, and this is Clear and Vivid, conversations about connecting and communicating. I found that I was part of a community that, I, that hadn't been before. I'd been isolated. I told my family, I told loved ones, I told some people that I worked with. And I started to notice more people in the seat, like the, the, the old lady that, that before was annoying when she took so long to get into the elevator and push the button. I now recognize her as having symptoms of Parkinson's and, and related and said, I'm part of this community. Accepting doesn't mean resignation. Now, I'm not resigned to, to, to live with that. I can, I can endeavor to change it. As a young man, one of the biggest stars of movies and television, Michael J. Fox, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. That's a degenerative neurological disease for which at this point there's no known cure. Michael and I have known each other casually for decades, and a few years ago, our paths converged, and we found ourselves traveling down the same road. Michael had a head start on me, so there was a lot I could learn from him. We talked in his office in Manhattan. Michael, I'm so glad to be talking to you today. I've been looking forward to this because of all the conversations I've had on this show, this is probably going to be the most personal for me because you and I are now on the same journey together. And I'm, I'm very anxious to hear from you, your end of it, what you've gone through. When, how did you first find out you had Parkinson's? I woke up one morning and, and I had a, a twitch in my pinky finger. And then I realized that, that, that it wouldn't stop. And it just continued. And I, it was coming in days after by sore shoulder and then by, by... A couple of days later, was not just your pinky, it was your shoulder. My shoulder. Too. And then I, I was running one day and on Monster's Vineyard and Tracy saw me running and, and I was taking longer to come back from my run than I normally do. And she came out and she said, you know, your, your left arm isn't moving when you run. Your left arm is moving. You know, my wife Arlene said this similar thing to me. I, I don't run, but when I was walking, she'd say, 
You're not swinging your arms. Swing your arms. Yeah. And I didn't know that was a symptom. I just thought I was getting older and not swinging my arms yeah. or something. I didn't know what it was. So what happened after that? I, then I went to a neurologist and, and did a series of tests. And this is one of the things we'll talk about in terms of the foundation's work in, in predicting and, and pre-diagnosing Parkinson's, which is what I'm our, so our, glad to hear that. What our goal is. Uh, because by the time this guy ran me through a battery of tests, which were kind of like sobriety tests, I mean, that primitive of just touching my nose and, yeah. and, and clicking my fingers and, and yeah. putting one foot in front of the other, um, I, I was deemed not ready to drive. Uh, really? I, I, mean, I, I mean, in the sense that, that, that using the driving test analogy, I failed it. Oh, oh I see what and, you mean. If it had been a sobriety test, yeah, you would have failed it. He was taking my keys. See, here's what was so weird about my thing. First, I, Arlene told me that I wasn't swinging my arms, but I didn't know that was a problem. But I was starting to, once in a while, act out my dreams. Yeah, that's... Okay. And I didn't know that was a symptom either. I'm going to get to that. I, I, I would have, be having a dream I was being attacked by somebody, and I threw a sack of potatoes at him. And in reality, I was throwing a pillow at Arlene. I had the same thing. Tracy lived in fear for a while that I was going to whack her in the night because I would have the same thing that someone was constricting my movement or holding onto my arms or or, yeah. or yeah. trying to overpower me in some way. Isn't it interesting that these dreams are always in, seem to be always involving an attack on us? Well, yeah, and a constriction and a restriction and a, and, a, and a suppression. So there must be something happening in the brain that's yeah, so th- Parkinson's. That, that's coming out as a dream. Huh? So uh, we sleep with a big pillow between us. So I, <laughs> I have a harder time reaching her if I'm fighting somebody off with my fists. Yeah, I see. we do the same thing. We... So I read an article by Jane Brody in the New York Times that would, in which she interviewed a couple of doctors who said they had a very high percentage of people who went through this sleep problem who turned out to have Parkinson's. And I didn't have any other signs at all. And I said to a, a neurologist, I want to take a scan. And he said, well, let me examine you. And physically, unlike you, physically, I had no, no symptoms that showed. I got up out of a chair easily. I walked well. I didn't swing my arms much, but that was the, a small thing. Took a scan. He still didn't think so. He still didn't think I had it. He took a scan. And he called me a couple of days later and said, boy, you really got it. Wow. And it was a few months later that I got the first twitch in my thumb. And it was, I wanted to tell people about it then because I wanted to encourage people to find out about it early if they could before right. the symptoms show up. Yeah, the thing about the, the symptoms showing up is that, is that I was told that by the time my pinky twitched, uh, somewhere close to 70% of the dopamine-producing cells in my brain were already gone. 70%. Wow. When you first heard about it, what was your reaction? Where Did you say, oh, I got to get mobilized and do something, or did you fall apart? Honestly, my first reaction was, you've made a mistake. D- denial. Yeah, denial. Denial and... and Quite frankly, I responded by drinking too much. I responded by just wanting to bury it and just not deal with it because it's it was the kind of thing where I had the pinky twitch and I had the sore shoulder and all that stuff, but that didn't amount to a lot in terms of carrying on with my life. I, at that point, it wasn't. I mean, it was stuff that no one would notice but me. Yeah. And 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 you you you're told that 
you basically told the truck is coming and it's going to hit you at some point, but you don't know where, you don't know when, you can't, can't hear it coming. Um, you can feel its vibrations subtly, but you, you, you know that at some point it's going, to, it's going to run you over because they don't know a way to stop it. Yeah. And, and so, and so that, that takes some dealing with And I luckily, you know, my partner, my, my wife, who's just an amazing person, and she, she, I credit her with a lot of my, my ability to deal with this. And, and, also, my, and also shutting down my, my early attempts to deal with it in, in a nonproductive way by drinking or by getting angry. You, by, you, you got angry and you drank. I got angry, and not specifically at, at, at Parkinson's, but I got angry at this would befall me at this time. It's scary when you first get a diagnosis. The doctor said to me, and as, as, uh, uh, in that perfunctory examination, and, and, and as he told me I had Parkinson's, he said, but you have good, a good 10 years left to work. And, it was, and which, that which, was like... Which magnanimous is, is, is that the good news or the bad I, news? I was like, wow. I mean, I, for me at that, at that age, I, that, that was like 10 years left to live. I mean... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, was, it, was, it was astounding to me. And, 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 and so I took it at face value and I, and I started to work like crazy and do all this stuff and do stuff I might not have done otherwise. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, it seems, I don't want to disparage anything I did, but... But but I mean I didn't make all the choices I would have made. But all that time you were keeping it a secret. I was right? keeping it a secret. I kept it a secret for seven years. I kept it a secret for three and a half years. It's My important. feeling after I finally made it public was tremendous relief. Yeah, it was it was a great feeling. Well, because I found that as part of a community. That, I, that hadn't been before. I'd been isolated. I told my family. I told loved ones. I told yeah. some people that I worked with. But it, it was such a great relief. I always joke that I, I told uh, uh, Barbara Walters and People Magazine and 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 in a time before social media, uh, that was the way to get something out. Tell Barbara Walters and People Magazine, <laughs> but, but before you could Twitter it. But it was it was it was it was an amazing experience because there's this outpouring of first of. Of sympathy and, 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 and pity and things that were really disturbing and yeah. hard to deal with, but but and I would see people look me in the eye and say, "Are you okay?" And I'd see in their eyes their own fear reflected back at me. Right, that that phrase, "Are you okay?" I I hear that somebody I haven't seen since the since I made the announcement. How are you? You know, there's something so deadly about that. That yeah. how people communicate with us about it. It could be helpful to a lot of people who are Parkinson's patients to, to think about the Parkinson's guy is working on it. Because if we have this sense of reality about it, and I think I've heard you talk about that, that you face the reality, finally. I got it. Now what can I do about it's it? Acceptance. It's acceptance. It's accepting. Accepting doesn't mean resignation. Acceptance doesn't mean resignation. But, but, acceptance doesn't mean resignation. No, means, you, uh, you accept the reality of something. You accept the fact that this is this is a thing, and and then it's then it's a thing. It's it's not a it's not an amorphous blob of neuroses and, and, and fear and, yeah, and loathing yeah, yeah. in your head. It's it's like a it's a tangible thing. So I accept it. Now I'm not resigned to 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 live with that. I can I can endeavor to change it. What I realized pretty early on was I could hold back the progression of the disease if I took on a regimen of exercise That's that, great. that was really uh, special to, to these problems. We both box. Yeah, yeah. I love boxing. Uh, I love, uh, it's not really boxing. I don't, I don't get hit. I've always avoided that. But, but I love the, the and, I, and I, I marched to Sousa music 
I do that in my head. I, when I walk down a hallway, I'll go da 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 da. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sing it when I'm walking on the street. I, I, I hum to myself and march in time. It really helps. Yeah. I make up my own version of Tai Chi. I do. I this morning I was I was doing vocal exercise. I got if I don't vocalize, I lose my voice completely. So I vocalize twice a day. So so I would should wouldn't waste any time while I'm doing it. I also do little physical movements, like I'm singing a big song, you know. And I'm, That's right. You know, get everything. You get, I think about it all day long. You must too. I I, I do, and then I I don't. I, I what I what I what I don't do. What I think the key is, and I, and I sense that you don't do this either, because I think it's deadly. Is is to project? Is is to think about where it's going and where? It, I'm so okay to understand where it is today, but I don't have to spend a whole lot of time where it's going to be tomorrow. Uh, I mean, I do the things I do, exercise or, 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 or managing my meds correctly or, or getting the correct amount of rest or doing the things yeah, I need yeah, to do. Yeah. But I don't do them so tomorrow is better. I do them so today is good. Yeah, I'd, me too. Yeah, at a certain point, this way you love the people that are around you and the people you're with and the people that are on your side and the people that think like you do and, and, and support you because not everybody can be expected to do that. And, and so you have to draw your strength where you can draw it from. And, and that thing, the, the difference between the person who says, how are you, and the way a loving wife can work with you, the way Tracy does with you, and the way Arlene does with me, that's, that difference is enormous. Because Arlene is very frank with me and very matter of fact. Yeah. You're not standing up straight. Oh, yeah, thanks. That sounds like the Arlene I know. You know? Yeah, she's, Tracy's the same way. Tracy, um, but she'll say, she'll say to me, and I'm kind of well known for espousing optimism and being positive about everything, but I was kind of in danger of not listening to my own advice. Yeah. And she said, "This is today, and tomorrow will be better." Yeah. And 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 it's just that simple. Uh, yeah. And that idea of being in the present, which we practice as actors, uh-huh. we have to know how to be in the present. We have to be ready to react. It's really helpful in a situation like this. This yeah. is what I, all I'm dealing with right now is getting the cuff of my shirt buttoned. Exactly. It's, I'm not dealing with what this can turn into or what a sign it is that I'm not the way I used to be. I'm not thinking about the past or the future. I'm just thinking about the button right now. Exactly. It's so, so funny to hear you say this. It's just exactly the way I feel. I find it really helpful. That's what I meant when I said it was a relief to, to just say, I got it and let everybody else know because... It was kind of useless to pretend I didn't have it when the obvious ocular proof of it was leaking out through my twitching fingers. I don't believe anything. And I, every once in a while I see somebody's look down at my hand and I think, this is no secret to this person. What am I doing here? Yeah, it's, 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 um, I think about that too with a shoe, putting on a shoe. I don't think that it takes five minutes to put a shoe on. I think that I got the shoe on. That's right, Yeah. I, I, and and I also see no no disgrace in finding ways to do it differently. For instance, I mean this is pedestrian, but but it's an example. I used to take the shirt off the hanger, put it on, and then button my sleeves with the sleeves on my wrist. With and I had one hand to do it with because the other hand was it was it had the sleeve. Now I leave it on the hanger, I button the cuffs before I ever try to put the shirt on. And I've got two hands to work with. And I said this to a friend who has Parkinson's, and he said, no, I don't want to give in. 
It's not giving in, it's adjusting. Uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just whatever, whatever easier way there is to do things. Whatever, whatever is easiest and, and, and not, not time efficient, not, not better to help me meet some other expectation, but just better for me, whatever, what's more comfortable. Like I asked that when, I mean, I'm lucky enough that I have my shirts, I don't have to wash my own shirts and press my own shirts, but so when, when uh, the lady who does that hangs them up, I ask that she just do one button on the shirt when it's hanging because I don't want to undo all the buttons before. Yeah, I, I have. I was out. just thinking of that yesterday as I was trying to unbutton the top button that, that came back from the, on the shirt that came back from the cleaners. And I thought, I wonder if I should ask them not to button the top button because that's very hard to it's get. It's very hard to get. To get. Yeah. And so it's a little, t- a little But I was doing, I, you know, I think I was doing what my friend said. I was saying, I'm not going to give in. I'm going to learn how to get this top button done. It's a tricky thing. You got you to gotta know when you're making progress adjusting to it and when you're holding back progress. When they told you you had 10 years to, to work as an actor, how wrong they were because you're determined. Well, and I also found another way to work. I found another way to, 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 to express myself as an actor, they, they didn't rely on, on some of the facility I had before. Yeah, that's, you know, all of us, if we hang on to what we had before, we're, I think we're in trouble. If, if we were cute when we were 20 and we try to be cute when we're 60, it's not such a good idea. When I, when I, I, left, I left high school in 11th grade and, and moved to California to, to become an actor. I did everything I was supposed to do. I'm the cautionary tale that isn't cautionary because it, it turned out okay. But I did everything I was supposed to do. But I, I went to this, uh, my, my history teacher before I left school, and I said I was leaving school because he was someone I had a connection with. And, and he said, Fox, you're not going to be cute forever. And I he said, said that? And I didn't know what to say to that. So I said, well, maybe just long enough, sir. Maybe just long enough. <laughs> and it, and it turns out we were both right. <laughs> yeah, right. But you can build from one thing to another. And... And that's and that's what you've done. I mean, I, I I read someplace you said I can play any character as long as he has a neurological disease. Uh, yes, uh, I can. And, and what was fun about that is an extension of that. Outside of Parkinson's, was it was fun to play a character with a disability who was an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many times with, with people with disabilities, it, it, it's a stereotype that soft piano music plays, and, and there's a there's a there's a uh, need for that the narrative to make that person. Uh, 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 vulnerable and sympathetic, and yeah, and and, and, and there's and there's this feeling, oh, the poor suffering saint. Yeah, so to play a guy who, who says, "I have this, I'm going to use it to manipulate people, and I'm going to use it for my own ends." Yeah, it's and, great. And, and, it's a it's, it's a human thing. You you showed a human person there. And then the thing that I sense, and when when you when you play bad guys, uh, uh, I think of uh, uh, the the aviator. Yeah, for sure. I loved you, and I, you were oh, so great. Yeah, that's nice. Thanks. And and um and and I I thought about that when I when I played this guy. I thought about he doesn't know he's bad. No, he doesn't know he's he, no, he's he, succeeding. He, he's he's doing what he wants. He's, he's getting what he work. wants. He's, that's great. But Michael didn't realize right away that artistic growth like this was possible or that he could take this severe reversal of fortune and turn it into something that would help thousands of others. How he did it, right after we return.
Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. This is Clear and Vivid. And now back to our conversation with Michael J. Fox. Well, like I said, there was this uh, seven years in the desert where I, I, I just kind of dealt with it. And, and I, at about five years in, around 1994, uh, I remember it being really dark days before then, with, with, like I said, with drinking and quitting drinking, which is tough. And, and, uh, and tensions that it caused with my, with my marriage, which had always been good and have been amazing since. And and it just got to where I just said, uh, I I have to I have to learn more about this. So about ninety ninety five, about four years in, I started to really press my doctors and really press scientists and, and ask questions. And I uh, so then I, I I gathered all this knowledge and I went went to work on my own show on Spin City. And um, at a time after a time, I realized that that I needed to tell people about it because it was affecting. I mean, I, I I had Parkinson's, but my character didn't have Parkinson's. And uh, yeah. It was it was kind of difficult to keep it. There's a secret so many things to think about when you're an actor. You got to hit your mark. You got to stay in focus. You got to keep out of the other person's light. And so you don't put a really shadow really on them. You got to know your lines. And now you have to also notice what can I do to sh- keep from shaking during this yeah, shot? I, I, can I lean against this desk? Can I manipulate this pencil? Can I roll this ball around in my hands? Can I? Yeah. Can I? Can I clasp onto someone's shoulder? Or, so, so then I decided that I, I, I needed to tell people, so I told them. And, then, and like I said, once I did that, I, I realized I started being, being, being uh, uh, approached by, by the Parkinson's community. And I just saw that there were people that, that, that there was not only a resource to me personally in terms of having a shared experience and hmm. comparing notes and, and being part of a community outside of the business, outside of my family, outside of anything. It was just a unique community that I belong to, and and I started to notice more people on the street, like the the, the old lady that, that before was annoying when she took so long to get into the elevator and push the button. I now recognize her as having the symptoms of Parkinson's yeah. and related, and said I'm part of this community. When you met the community of Parkinson's, well, when people I f- with Parkinson's and researchers and so on, how how did you how did you find you could be helpful? Well, they reached out to me initially because uh, it was only a few days after. Disclosed my diagnosis, and and it was funny because and I, I because I have a similar sense of humor to you. I appreciated the fact that people met it with glee, and in the community, you know, great Michael Fox has Parkinson's. How honest! I got is that? a couple like that too. That's so honest. It's yeah. great. You know, I think you're on our side now. And um and 
So I was open when they called, different foundations called, and different organizations called. And, and the first one I responded to, because just because it's, uh, I have a bent this way, was the political people that said we're, we're grossly underfunded. The, the science is ahead of the money. We have opportunities to do things, and we need, we need uh, conscientious, uh, de- deliberative, generous funding to fulfill our, our possibilities. And um, so I went to Washington with this group called Parkinson's Action Network, I testified mm-hmm. in front of Congress. And the big thing for me developmentally was, and again, being part of the community in a public way, was I decided not to medicate for my testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because I, when it seemed a kind of cleaned up version of me for, for, for years, that had the disease and I'd put so much effort into hiding it and covering it up, I just thought I'd just let my free flag fly. And, and, and I did, and it was very effective in the, the community. And, and the other thing that happened there was I met... I testified alongside scientists who said to me at the time, and, and, and quite optimistically, and it turned out not to be the case, but, but all the same, they said, we could be five, ten years away. We could, we could we, if we press the agenda, we don't know how, how successful we could be. But, but their enthusiasm p- picked me up, and I, and, I, and I just thought, well, if this is the case, if it's just about research, there are groups that, that do patient support and groups that do, you know, uh, other treatments and... and, and, and Line people with therapists and doctors, but there's, there's no specific organ just for science, just purely science. So I talked to a few people and I, I talked to some business people, and they said to me, The people you want to get involved, besides scientific people, and, and probably there's probably entertainment people that you work with that want to get involved on a board level, but you want to get business people involved mm-hmm. and people that, that are used to. to to setting goals and accomplishing them, and, mm. and want to get champagne on them at the end of the day when they when they have the big win, and and I thought that, that makes sense, so I put together this 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 board uh, and, and and leadership of, of the, the company, the foundation, uh, based on people that that would find innovative ways to, to do this and not do it in the you know, whether chapter based uh, foundation or. or old retail kind of, mm-hmm. but just find a, an organ that was a, a, a fast-moving, disruptive, uh, take-no-prisoners mm-hmm. attack on this disease. Yeah. And, and that happened. Did you, In that process, did you worry about any effect it would have on your life to be what you, know, what you might call the poster boy for Parkinson's? Did, well, did that thought, bother you at all? I didn't want it to be a vanity thing like the Michael. In fact, I wanted to call it pedicure, but but Tracy said when I told her that she said pedicure. Uh, <laughs> so 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 eventually fixed my name to it. But 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 I wanted it to be a foundation that was that was uh, that that was serious and was going to get be when people woke up in the morning and said who's doing this? Yeah, that we were doing yeah, it. So you'd be a, you'd be you'd be a focal point of the research. And and so what we did was we 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 decided very early on. That we weren't going to have a, an endowment. That, that that the science was ahead of the money, and we were going to we were going to deal with it that way. That the science is ahead of the money, so we want the money to go directly to the science so as quickly as possible. You decided not to build an endowment, and to, as the have, money came in, you just spend it on research yeah. right away. So, but you must get an awful lot of money every year. Well, we 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 fund over a hundred million. Yeah, we've we've we're we're at about we should be at a billion dollars doled out within a year and a half. How do you do it? How do you raise so much money every year? Uh, we have amazing uh, development people, and we have people that are people that are very wealthy that 
that are uh, that are interested in this. That's so. And they have made their bet with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If you you, think, you were you were really creating a structure. You you weren't a two dimensional image. No, to I, raise uh, interest or to lend your celebrity. You weren't weren't lending your celebrity. You were lending your whole brain to it. I was I was I was offering my whole brain to it. I didn't. I wasn't lending it. I I was giving it in the sense that I I, I go where my brain goes and my brain goes where I go and yeah. and 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 so for my and they both have to have. I always say mind and brain. Mm. You know, you, mm-hmm. you 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 your brain is can take over your mind, or your mind can take over your brain. Yeah. So that, and I for my mind to have the, the upper hand. My brain could decay and 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 have cells die and and. Stuff like that, but my mind will will direct it, what's left of it, to do what I want it to do. So what we're like, what we're doing with the foundation. One of the things our our our, our real excitement is about. We do we cover many things in many areas. And we got our fingers in every bit of research all around the world. But um, but we're really looking toward preventing the the manifestation of symptoms, and that means identifying the the. The disease before it's manifest, and so it, it, so, it, so sleep is one of them. What sleep what is one of the other one is lack of taste, yeah, uh, uh, lack of smell, yeah, and and um, or diminished smell, diminished taste, uh, mostly diminished smell, and and um, and also then there are the genetic things that we've discovered, or like there's a gene called LERC two. There's 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 an abundance of a protein called alpha synuclein that that, that is a, a protein that misfolds. Now we understand all that stuff. So we, what we want to do is get a cohort of about 100,000 mm-hmm. uh, patients, non-patients, uh, people with indicators, uh, mostly people with indicators, the, 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 not, the, the acting on sleeping, the not smelling, the maybe genetic predisposition, uh, which like LURC2 is 3% of, of Ashkenazi Jews. Um, and, and, and that's it. Ashkenazi Jewishness is also another um, risk factor. So we take that at-risk group that loosely at-risk group of 100,000. And then we, we winnow them down to, to 10,000, then winnow them down to 5,000. You're whittling them, them down to, for, for what, in well, what way? What do you well, mean? Well, in the sense that they may have those symptoms, but they don't have... Ah, uh, uh, in other words, to, to track what symptoms you can find. So we can ultimately get to a place where you can come in fresh as a daisy, and, and we can say, you're, you're, you're going to have Parkinson's, and, and you need to follow this course of... Right. But in fact, it's not, it sounds to me like it's not so much that they're going to have Parkinson's, but they got it, and it hasn't shown yeah, its exactly. most obvious symptoms yet. They're, they're going to have the symptoms of Parkinson's, if, if, if we, can, we can act now. So what we would like to do is, short of curing uh, 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 the disease in the conventional sense, I mean, we'd love to do that, but, but, but if we can eliminate the progression of symptoms... And and, and 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 eliminate symptoms and help progression before it even starts. I wanted to ask you about something that that the foundation does that I just found out about this morning, and uh, and I'd like to hear more about it, which is the, uh, Fox Insight. What, what is that? You're gathering information from people with Parkinson's. Right? We're, we're gathering people's experiences with Parkinson's, and we we do it in a number of ways. They're 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 measurable devices, you know. Uh, the watches that that, that that record your symptoms and your behavior yeah. as as you know in a purely neurological reactive kinetic uh, when you're reactive when you're when you're slow when you're bradykinetic when you're dyskinetic when and also anecdotal uh, experiences 
was related to doctors and related to us. And we, we have this data. What data-based. do you mean by that, anecdotal experiences? Well, what, what, I, t- I take these pills and they do this for me and I feel like this on certain days. I, uh, this is my experience. I see. Experience so they're, they're giving you data f- so about So we're getting experience. a picture of, of, of the experience. And our, our, our primary objective right now is, is, to, is to really get it down to that moment that, that, that was a nascent moment when it's, when it's, when the, the proteins react with whatever, you know, uh, they misfold. And why are they misfolding at that point? And at that point, can we arrest it? So you're, that you're really working in, in many ways on early detection. Yeah, we, 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 hopefully we'll get a point where we can do imaging or blood tests or, or something. But I would think imaging would be the most likely thing that we can say, yes, this, you, have, you have nothing now, but you have the, 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 there's, a, there's a convergence of, 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 of data that tell us that you are going to have Parkinson's. So therefore, take this, this. So the hope is that there's, I mean, what everybody hopes for, I guess, is a pill or an injection. Uh, some kind of therapy. That will just not, enable you not to go down that we'll road. Or progression and, and eliminate symptoms. Yeah. And, 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 that, and, and the thing that people say to me when I tell them that, they say, well, that doesn't do anything for you. And I say, it does everything in the world for me. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the most amazing thing. I, if I could be a part of that, yeah. that would be yeah. astounding. I think one of the things that I learned in this process of developing this uh, this ailment is that, and it surprised me because it has a name, and so you think it's one disease, yes. but it seems it's almost like it's a lot of diseases because the, the the symptoms vary from person to person. One day varies from one to another. You told me this when I, you were one of the first people I told that I had it. And, and I remember our talking about how different each day is. Yeah. One day you think, oh, it's gone. And the next day it's worse. Yeah. You know? it, it really is a bitch. It's and a, then the end, the end time for, for di- two or three people with Parkinson's can have three completely different outcomes at the end of their life. They can outlive the Parkinson's. They can get dementia. They cannot get dementia and have other ends. Am I right about that? Yeah, I always say people tell me, and, and, and quite sincerely, they say my my aunt died from Parkinson's or my yeah, someone who died from Parkinson's. I say, you don't actually die from Parkinson's. You you you, you inevitably at this point die with Parkinson's, but yeah. we're hoping to change that. But 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 you don't die from it, uh, and it is it is a multitude of of. Uh, there's an assumption that it's it's a lot of different conditions that have similar triggers and similar. Uh, uh, neurological uh, signatures that, that that they can be traced, they can be connected, but but they're different experiences. Like for me, I was diagnosed at 29 in 1991, and 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 I would have never thought that in 2018 I'd have as functional life as I have. But that's one of the things that's holding us back as a as a people, as a culture, from from not ditching the stigma of Parkinson's and the stereotype of Parkinson's is that we, we, can, we, pick, we hear the word Parkinson's and we picture the worst possible ending. Yeah. And we think, oh, 
that's the end of your life. People, I mean, so many people have said to me, and especially in the beginning, I'm so sorry, you know. Well, uh-huh. that's not nice. I appreciate that. But I can hear that it's coming from a place of belief that the world has just come to an end. The world might come to an end eventually, but it hasn't come to an end yet. And early detection is so important to me if it's coupled with the knowledge that you can do something about it. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking as we talk, people are listening to this and they're having whatever reactions they're having, but what about what about how they relate to friends and family who have Parkinson's? What 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 would you suggest? How what's the best way to relate to, or somebody well, you work with? I think don't project. I mean, if you're dealing with someone who has Parkinson's, you, you have someone in your life who has Parkinson's, don't project what you think their experience is onto them and try to anticipate them, their, their, their needs and wants based on what you think they're experiencing. Let, listen to what they're experiencing. I mean, God bless you for being there and being supportive in the first place. But, but, but beyond that, let me quibble. Um, mm. don't, don't treat them like, like an alien. I mean, they, or victims. Or victims, yeah. Or there's something other. Or... or or project, uh, mostly it's about projecting their own feelings. And, and people sometimes say to me, you know, there's old Harry, uh, you know, we've been married 40 years and uh, I just keep doing this and doing that and he just doesn't know that I, I just think that Harry's, let's get Harry in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, right. And hear what Harry has to say. <laughs> because he might, he might think that it's unnecessary some of the things you do. So, yeah. I mean, not to, not to dump on caregivers, I mean, like I said, that, essential but they I mean like Tracy I remember a story I always tell is I was doing I've written a couple of books uh, uh, SFU and and uh, one, one, one of the books I wrote was, was specifically about optimism because I was looking up and um, I was having a hard time meeting my deadlines I'd skip I passed a couple of deadlines and I was late and I was a little stressed oh, writing the book you mean writing the book and I was a little stressed because I hadn't I hadn't got as much done as I wanted to I said to Tracy, I'm never going to finish my book on optimism. <laughs> and she said, you know, you know, you said that a lot. Did, did you know how funny that was? Uh, no, she, I saw how funny it was when I saw her reaction. I'm so glad to see that you're so active in this organization that you founded, that you're, you're really helping make it all happen, and, and you didn't just have an idea and then other people took it over. Well, I don't show up to the office every day, but, but I am. But I'm certainly in touch on a, on a regular basis with what they're doing, and, and any new initiatives we come up with, they, they, they run by me, and we have a conversation about it, and certainly broader patient involvement we right. talk about. It. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's very important to me that, not, not so much it's very important to me that, that my name is on it, so therefore I want it to be, and that's all blah, blah. I just yeah. want it to work. Yeah, exactly. And to the extent that I can contribute, I will. And to the extent that my contribution is not needed, I, I appreciate someone saying, okay, you can shut up now because <laughs> <laughs> you're not bringing anything to the conversation. Uh, this is, we, we've now gone beyond your ken. Well, um, you do, this, this hour has had an effect on my life because I'm going to go home and sign up for Fox Insight. Oh, can, I, can I also see, on aside from giving my own... Uh, Details about what I go through. Can I can I see what other people are going yeah, through? Yeah, it, it, it's it's all available. Um, I'll, I'll I'll put you in touch with the. Yeah, uh, I'll get I'll get someone from the foundation to call you and guide you through all our programs. But um, this has been great. Thank you. So this much. is so great. So great to see you. 
Can, can I ask you, we do it, we end our conversations with seven quick questions that have something vaguely to do with communication. Are you game to, for those? Sure, uh, six. Seven quick. What? I only do six. You only I, do I, six? I, I, <laughs> seven is fine. Well, you can pick the one you don't want to do. <laughs> okay, here's the first one. This is an interesting question because we ask these same questions, but this is a funny one coming at the end of this conversation. What do you wish you really understood? Why I like things to be mysteries. Oh, that's interesting. I I wish I understood why I don't like, I I, I don't need to understand everything. I just need to understand specific things. I mean, if I could figure out Parkinson's, I could figure out famine or I could figure out something you know, it doesn't have to be everything just one one thing would be great okay and what, I figure out what to do about it but figure out why it happens here's the next question what do you wish other people understood about you I don't give a lot of thoughts what other people think of me is none of my business um, I, I, I hope they understand that I'm that I just want to be a cog in the wheel I just want to be part of the process and part of life What's the strangest question anyone's ever asked you? Uh, two that you've just asked me. Neither one. <laughs> you, know, uh, you, you, you haven't turned one down yet. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's, a, here's a, another communication question. How do you stop a compulsive talker? Um, don't listen and, and answer in non, uh, non-connected ways to what they just said. Just move on to the conversation and not, not reprimand them and not say, I don't want to talk about that. Just just say, yeah, so how about those Mets? So just come in with, from another angle. Yeah, come in from another angle. Just, yeah. Is there anyone for whom you can't feel empathy? Yeah, bullies. Hmm. I, just, I just can't stand bullies. It's so prevalent right now, yeah. what we're dealing with, and it's just, I just can't. I have no time for. I have nothing to add to what they, what they bring to the world. How do you like to deliver bad news by, in person on the phone or by carrier pigeon? Uh, like carrier pigeon, I, I I don't I don't like to deliver bad news. You just don't like to do it. I don't like to do it because I, I the way I would deliver bad news is. Is 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 the good news bad news thing? I, I manufacture some good news to, to, to soften the blow <laughs> if I had to. Okay, here's the seventh question: What if anything would make you break a friendship? Uh, act of cruelty against someone who couldn't defend themselves. Just just uh, you go into that bullying thing. Yeah, I just don't have any any. Uh, room for, for cruelty and, and for forcing your will on somebody who can't defend themselves and can't. Yeah. I mean, things like kids at the border. and I've had such a good time talking with you. This is really fun. Thank you. Thank you for being so open. Oh, thank you. Thanks for coming. It's great right. to see you it's always. Thank you very my love. I will. And, and give Tracy a hug. I'll see you when we have dinner. In a little yeah, time. right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. This has been clear and vivid. At least I hope so. My thanks to the sponsors of this episode. All the income from the ads you hear go to the Center for Communicating Science at Stony Brook University. 
Just by listening to this podcast, you're contributing to the better communication of science. So thank you. Michael is one of those rare people who's not only interested in helping others, but who's also amazingly good at it. For more information about Michael's foundation, the Michael J. Fox Foundation, please visit michaeljfox.org. And I love his book, Always Looking Up, The Adventures of an Incurable Optimist. Pick up a copy. I think you'll enjoy it, too. This episode was produced by Graham Chedd with help from our associate producer, Sarah Chase. Our sound engineer is Dan DeZula. Our tech guru is Allison Costin. Our publicist is Sarah Hill. You can subscribe to our podcast for free at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. For more details about Clear and Vivid and to sign up for my newsletter, please visit alanalda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Clear and Vivid, and I'm on Twitter at Alan Alda. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Next in our series of conversations, I talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil is widely regarded as a star at communicating complex science to people of very diverse backgrounds. How does he do it? Well, he does it in a way you might not expect. You know, there's certain foundational pop culture knowledge that almost all of us carry with us. It's a pop culture scaffold. So what I do is I roll that scaffold in and I say, all right. Let me try to clad the scaffold. Let me clad that with the science I'm trying to communicate with you. I embed familiar things with the unfamiliar, and then you have a comfort level with the new information that I'm trying to communicate. Neil deGrasse Tyson has even used our interest in football to help us understand how a winning field goal of the Cincinnati Bengals was aided by the rotation of the earth. This and a lot more next time on Clear and Vivid. To listen to these conversations, subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus essential central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.